the 148th Psalm. Psalm 148. A story is told of a man who had a dream that an angel escorted him to church and went to the church one Sunday. They walked in and the pianist was playing. Other instruments were going. The choir appeared to be singing. They were, they were kind of swaying a little bit. I mean, they were vigorously into the music. The drummer was playing away, but there was no sound coming from any of it. No, no sound at all. The, the congregation had hymn books before them. And, and their mouths were moving as to be singing the Word of God, but it, it was as if they were muted. The preacher came up to the pulpit and, and opened his Bible, and his mouth started opening. And yet nothing was heard. And so the man finally turned to the angel for an explanation. And he said, this is what it's like with us in heaven. We don't hear it. We don't hear it because there is nothing to hear. The people are too engaged in their own thoughts of things in their personal life, and their hearts are too far from God. We're talking about praise. May we not be that kind of church. May we not be that way. And I don't know what you may have been picturing through this sharing of the subject of praise, but don't first picture all of those things that, that I just listed. The, the instrumentalist playing the instruments or the, the choir singing or the people singing or the drums being played. Let's first think of praise as something within. It starts within you and I. With our minds and our hearts focused on the Lord. When, when Zach just prayed, he, a phrase in his prayer was, let us clear our minds. Well, that's hard to do, somebody says. God's very well worth it, somebody else might say. He's, he's so amazing that our minds fixed on Him will clear our minds, that we would focus on Him and praise Him. One definition of praise means to shine upon. Another means to boast of. 
Just all kinds of expression of our boasting of our Almighty God. Of who He is. Of bubbling over in excitement about Him and giving Him praise. You, you find that word praise 13 times in these 14 verses of this psalm. It begins with praise and glory, and it comes down to praise among a group of people, the Israelites. If any psalm would have us to consider the impressiveness of God and that effect upon our lives to give Him praise, we're going to find it right here. Praise from heaven to here, and the reasons for praise are to be found all in between that in this psalm. Some people find themselves in a lot of different places. If, if anyone has any doubts as to whether God is worthy to be praised, if He's worthy of all of our boasting, these 14 verses of this psalm should do it. Let's first look in verses 1 through 6. The Lord is praised up high. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him in the heights. Praise ye Him, all His angels. Praise ye Him, all His hosts. Praise ye Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all ye, the stars of light. Praise Him, ye heavens of heavens, and ye waters that be above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. For He commanded, and they were created. He hath also established them forever and ever. He hath made a decree which shall not pass. We do not praise a God who was made. Made with hands. Made of this earth. Made of the dirt. We do not worship and praise a God like that. We do not worship and praise a God that is on the limited human level that we are. We don't understand everything about our God, and that's a good thing. We don't worship a God we can fully understand. He is not like us. He's not made of the earth. Our God, the one true and living God, He is the God of heaven who reigns from heaven, who created the earth, who created everything in the earth. He created the persons of the earth. He is in the highest heaven. God's in the third heaven. That's where His abode is. And the teaching on three heavens, that's a, that's a message for another day. But the Lord's in the third 1 Kings 8.27 speaks of the heaven of heaven of heavens. Deuteronomy 10.14 says, Behold, the heaven and the heaven of heavens is the Lord thy God's, the earth also, with all that therein is. 
in 2 Corinthians 12, 2, the Apostle Paul, being led of the Holy Spirit, speaks of such an one caught up to the third heaven. The Lord is praised up high. There is praise that goes on in heaven for the Lord God. He is praised by the angels. He's praised up high. Psalms 103.20 Bless the Lord, ye His angels, that excel in strength, that do His commandments, hearkening unto the voice of His word. Bless ye the Lord, all ye hosts, ye ministers of His, that do His pleasure. And then... And then here, in verse 3, we find that the sun, the moon, and the stars praise the Lord. Daniel gives us a glimpse of some praise and worship that goes on in heaven. And he speaks of thousand thousands ministered unto him, and ten thousand times ten thousand stood before him. Wow, just think of that day. The praise and the worship that will go on in heaven. We, we might get another glimpse of it from the end of Revelation chapter 5. Listen as I read verses 11 through 14. It says, And I beheld, and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne, and the beast and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand, and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing and every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto Him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. And the four beasts said, Amen. And the four and the twenty elders fell down and worshipped Him that liveth forever and ever. Are you with me tonight that the Lord is praised up high? He is praised in glory. He is worthy of this praise in glory. The angels worship the Lord. We, we don't worship angels. We're, we're never taught to worship angels. The Bible in Colossians tells us not to worship angels. The angels worship the Lord. The Lord is praised up high by them. The sun, the moon, and the stars, they praise the Lord by way of operating within the function that they were designed to do. The heavens declare the glory of God. And, and so the sun, moon, and the stars, they do what they're commanded to do. One pagan worshiper was having a religious conversation with a Christian and took him by the arm and took him outside and pointed up to the sun. And that pagan worshiper says, you see that? And the Christian says, yes. And the pagan worshiper, he says, it's beautiful, isn't it? Yes, it is. Pagan worshiper says, that is my God. The Christian said, my God made that. 
He could have also said, that son worships my God who created it. We don't worship the creation. We're to worship the Creator. The creation worships the Creator. All the creation worships the Lord. We don't worship creation. Creation tells every false worshiper that they are without excuse. When they look all throughout nature and they see the creation out there, we believe that, that, that people made this building. We would all agree there, no one in this room was here when this building was made. If I'm wrong, go ahead and raise your hand if you hear if you were here and you saw how this building was created. Nobody did. But we agree that people made this building because creation proves that there is a creator. And when you look out at all of nature, you imagine people building this building, but people didn't build that. When we look out at creation, we know that there was a greater, amazing Creator, and it was Almighty God. And Romans 1 says that all are going to be without excuse concerning placing their faith in the true and the living God. Creation does reveal to us how wise, how powerful, and how glorious our one true God is. And the hosts of heaven are praising the Lord. Those that He made and gave the privilege to them of praising Him, they bring glory and they bring honor to His name. One day, we will praise the Lord up high. And it's going to be non-stop. And it's going to be forever and forever that we praise the Lord. One day up high. But we have many reasons to praise Him while we're here. Look with me at verses 7-13. through 13. Praise the Lord from the earth, you dragons and all deeps. Fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling His word, mountains and all hills, fruitful trees and all cedars, beasts and all cattle, creeping things and flying fowl, kings of the earth and all people, princes and all judges of the earth, both young men and maidens, Old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord, for His name alone is excellent. His glory is above the earth and heaven. We have tons of reasons to praise the Lord while we're here, before we praise Him up high. I reckon He's to be praised more often than, than, that, than what He is. I reckon we're to be fixed on Him more than we are. God made, God made every creature in the water. Genesis 1.21 says, And God created great wells and every living creature that moveth, which the waters brought forth abundantly. 
I love Genesis chapter 1. It's never going away. When my son was real little, it, cartoons were on the TV. I've been known to watch a cartoon from time to time, but I, but I think it was, it was him that was watching a cartoon. And I walked by, and I heard this voice behind all this animation going on, talking about how, how this certain creature got here to this earth, and it was in opposition of what Genesis chapter 1 says, and... I imagine these kids watching this, and, the, and at the end, he summed it up with, isn't it wonderful to learn something new? And I said, no. It, thank God for Genesis and the, the beginning and creation and what we learn. Look at verse 7. It says, praise the Lord from the earth, ye dragons, and all deep. God... God made all the creatures. God spoke them into existence. And here we have, here we have these, these water animals, and they are first on the list of what praises them here. And then you move on to verse 8, and it says, Fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind, fulfilling His Word. We see... God's power in the atmosphere. We see God's power in the weather. And that's enough to cause us to praise Him. You may not, you may not see something this way, but when I drive down the roads right now, and I start seeing more and more dead trees, it, it causes me to think about how powerful God is. Look at how rare this is. Look at how He keeps the entire earth watered. And, and He's not weakening in power when it doesn't happen. He's doing something. He's doing something for good. It gets my attention as to what He always does in His power. Psalm 107.25 says, For He commandeth and raiseth the stormy wind, which lifteth up the waves thereof. David says in another psalm, The voice of the Lord is upon the waters. The God of glory thundereth. The voice of the Lord breaketh the cedars and shaketh the wilderness. The Lord sitteth upon the flood. God's power in the storms reveals His majesty. I thought about that this morning when we sang, worship His majesty. He's to be praised for His power. And not, not as just a, an outward duty, going back to the beginning, as to how we picture praise starting. Not as an outward duty, but to be amazed by His power. To be amazed by His control. When the storms are going to come through, we think they're out of control. We prepare our homes. We wonder what neighborhood they're going to hit. And we just picture something that's completely out of control. But it is well within God's control. In His power and His majesty, He, 
He makes it a, he makes it avoid our neighborhood. Or it may come through. And there's some ultimate good reason that's beyond our understanding at that moment, but we trust Him. God can bind it up and send it away by His almighty control. When it does damage, there, there is something good that will come from it in His will. This is a revealing of God. And we can praise Him for it. The psalmist mentions the creatures in the water. He created them. They, they praise Him. The power in the atmosphere. The trees, the animals, the creatures, the birds. How about us? How about you and I? He created us. The highest among God's creation. You and I. He made us in His own image. We are able to know God personally. The earth, the creatures, they can respond to God, but the depth of the personal relationship that only you and I can have. The highest among God's creation promised that He's going to be making us more like Him in His will. And one day, we're going to be like Him. It doesn't look like it now, but one day we are. In 1 John chapter 3, it says, But we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him. Us. Not the angels. The angels rejoice over a soul that is saved. When you and I were saved... The angels were rejoicing. They're excited at the salvation of God, but they do not experience God's salvation. That's you and I. We do. They can rejoice over it, but they cannot be redeemed. They praise God for the grace that is given to us, but they don't have the personal experience that we do. God made us in His image. God made us after His likeness. He gave us dominion over all the creatures. He created us male and female. He has blessed us. He has given to us. He has provided an eternal salvation for us. He has saved us and those who have been saved know that they are His. We know that we are saved. We know we've been given eternal life. He has separated us to be able to live a life that glorifies and magnifies Him. All who are a child of the King have a privilege to praise the King. And in continuing that thought, look in verse 14, that the Lord is praised by His own. He also exalteth the horn of His people. The praise of all His saints, even of the children of Israel, a people near unto Him, praise ye the Lord. Last week, a portion of what we shared is how the Lord 
returns his people. He restores his people. David says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Did you get that? Thy salvation. Not, not our salvation. It's his salvation. And he gifts us with his salvation. And David says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. I've, I've heard testimony of many Christians who think they cannot be restored for less than what David did if you wanted to measure things out done in offense against the Lord. I don't think the Lord's very impressed with that kind of humility, if that's what you want to call it. I think He's pretty offended by it. Because His blood washes us white as snow. He has made promises to forgive us and to cleanse us. And don't let me go back there to last week. But, but He returned them. He restored them to their land. And He says, He also exalteth the horn of His people. And that speaks of power, that word horn. It speaks of authority. He empowered His people. He reestablished them with authority. He put them back in the land of God. He exalteth the horn of His people, His nation. The Lord's people are very dear to Him. You, you are dear to the Lord tonight. He, he exalts us. How would we not exalt Him? Exalt a, a personal, loving, caring God like we have. His people are dear to Him. Number 16 says, He will cause His people to come near unto Him. Exodus 19 says, And ye shall be unto Me a kingdom of priests and an holy nation. In Deuteronomy 4, He tells Israel through His Word, a lot of things. He says, He's saying, I will teach you. I will teach you My judgments to do them. So that you can live, my people. So that you can possess the land that, that I give you, the Lord says. He showed them how He could destroy their enemies. He put that before their eyes. They had access to wisdom and understanding so that His people can become a wise people. The Lord was close to them. The Lord was close to His people. When they rebelled, He said, I've got the very best life for you. And I can give it. Come to Me. Oh, He's so long-suffering with His people. He, his people are dear to Him. And He treats us in a dear manner. The Lord is worthy of praise from His people. And He accepts our worship. When it's... Understand though, it starts within. I reckon that man's little simple dream he had at night, I reckon that very well could be true. That some places that call themselves churches, maybe they are a church, maybe in not the right condition, whatever, but it just may be on mute. But thank God, He knows our hearts. And when we are fixed on Him, 
and when we're consumed with Him, and we give Him praise, it bubbles up within as, as we're fixed upon Him, and we praise Him, He, he accepts our praise. When we read this psalm of praise, you find Jesus Christ throughout the whole thing. When I, when I first got saved, I thought Jesus was only in the New Testament. That was a short period of time. And then I found out Jesus Christ is all through the Word of God. He is there from beginning to end. I mean, He is Creator. The Gospel of John 1.3, it says, All things were made by Him, and without Him was not anything made that was made. Ephesians 3.9 says, God has created all things by Jesus Christ. I love the, the, the teaching and the understanding of the pre-existence of Jesus Christ. He's not, just, he's not just New Testament, He's not just Old Testament, but He has always been. Colossians 1.16, let me turn there and read this. Serious? I'll, I'll, get it, I'll get it one day. For by Him were all things created that are in heaven and that are in earth, visible and invisible, whether they be thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created by Him and for Him. And He is before all things, and by Him all things consist. That word consist means hang together. All things hang together because of Him. We've talked about the sun, moon, and the stars what an amazing creation of God. How about that He has suspended them in the, in, the, in, the, in the heavens? How about that He keeps them there? He sustains them there. He's Creator. And He's worthy of all of our praise. He made the sun, moon, and the stars. He keeps them in the heavens. He is the morning star. He says within the last six verses of the Bible in, in Revelation, that He is the bright and morning star. Here on earth, He demonstrated His power over the weather. He rebuked the winds and the sea. And after that, there was a great calm. And it was said, what manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey Him. He has power over the weather. He has power over the wild animals. In Mark 11, he sent two disciples to get a colt that no one had ever sat on. I doubt those disciples could handle that, that colt. But I know Jesus could. He has power over the angels. He was made a little lower than the angels for the suffering of death, to taste death, for you and I to taste our death, that we might be saved from death. But now in Ephesians chapter 1, it says that He is far above all. At the end of the Great Commission, after He glorified God in all that He did, after the death, burial, and resurrection, He said all power 
is given to me in heaven and in earth. Let it, we can praise Jesus Christ. We can worship Him tonight. This morning we heard about what might be missing in the life. And, and, and we seem to place great importance on, on our prayer life, on being in the Word of God, on telling someone about Christ. It was Billy Sunday who said the cure for backsliding is spend 15 minutes a day talking to someone about God, witnessing. Spend 15 minutes a day talking to God, prayer. Spend 15 minutes a day letting God talk to you. Read His Word. But, but how about praise? How about when we just are overcome in awe of the Lord? I, I read a story about a man who was on missions and, 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 and this woman asked this missionary to go talk to her husband down this alley and you go down a smaller alley and you'll find his office right there and he's very stressed out and he's having a bad day. And before he could get up to the door of his little hut, he heard that man inside singing a hymn. He was all by himself in a frustrated, miserable day, singing to the Lord, praising the Lord. Let that not be missing from our lives. We could spend every waking moment boasting of our God for the rest of our lives, and it wouldn't be enough. His glory is spread throughout the entire universe, and yet He is so personal that He desires to commune with you and I individually, constantly. Pray without ceasing, the Holy Spirit led Paul to say. Non-stop. A non-stop spirit of prayer in our lives. Another man was sitting on his back porch one day, and he was looking at the moon. And the moon seemed to be so very close and so bright. It was, it was just like the globe on, on his, his patio globe light. It was, just, it was just so close and so clear. And he sat there in awe of the moon. And then he went and got his binoculars. And he saw the little shaded mountain outlines. And he, he, he looked at the moon and he saw the jagged edges. And he saw the craters in the moon, and he was able to see details like like never before on any given night, and 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 he got the binoculars, and it it just expanded what he was able to see. It magnified it. It made it larger to his eyes, and he became overwhelmed with it. How do we praise God more? Do we just go through the motions in church? Do we just watch what somebody else does and go through those motions? How do we praise God more? We focus on Him. If we're going to start trying to prepare to praise God when we get here, we are way too late. Our lives are to be spent focusing on Him, thinking about Him. Well, what do I know about Him? What am I going to think about Him? You will find it from Genesis to Revelation. 
and you focus on our great God and we become overwhelmed with Him to where it's bubbling up inside and, and praise is not something we do. Praise is something that comes out of us to our God. He's worthy of it. He will have that effect on us. When we focus on the Lord, we will become overwhelmed with His brightness, His love, His grace, and His care. When we do that, it's going to fill us with joy, and it's going to burst forth in praise. We have to focus on the Lord to give Him praise. Do we, we want to praise Him more? Let us give Him more time. Let us find something more to do for Him. Oh, I just, I just have a hard time with my, with my schedule and my routine of fitting this in. Get engaged in some kind of ministry that you don't even have time for. It doesn't even fit within your schedule. And guess what? God's not bound by 24 hours. 24 hours is not stronger than He is. Hey, we need help. We need help with this. Let us find more to do for Him. Whatever it takes to get us in His Word more. Every, every additional thing we do for Him, He's worth it. We'll never outgive Him. We'll never think of Him more than He thinks of us. I don't know what might be on your heart tonight. I don't know what God is, has done here tonight. I pray it's something good in all of our hearts and we're going to have a time of invitation. Let us go to the Lord in a word of prayer and then, then it's going to be our time with God. We're, going to, we're just going to be silent here for a moment before we pray that we might truly be in awe of Him. Father, tonight we bless your holy name. Dear God, we consider what you have made known to us in your word that you have done. Lord, we, we appropriate and we apply that you are doing things in our lives right now. You're always working for our good, even right now. Lord, we may feel like we are in a downtime and we're not being used by you and, and nothing is really going on between us and you, but you are working in our lives. And dear God, what you have prepared for your children for all eternity, what you have done by your mighty hand, Lord, we do praise you tonight. We thank you for being our God for doing what you do, that you never leave us nor forsake us. And Lord, we, we experience that. May your name be blessed tonight. May you truly be praised from our hearts for who you are, for what your word has told us tonight. We thank you and we love you tonight, Lord. Bless your people in a time of invitation. Even if we're as silent as we can be,
let us praise you. As we sing a chorus of invitation, Lord, God forbid our hearts and our minds be anywhere else but on you and your greatness. We love you tonight in Jesus' name. If everyone could please stand. 435.